Hi, this is Matthew Chung, and I am CEO of iPushPull. This is the What Is Your Chat Strategy podcast. Today, we're very happy to be joined with Andreas Hoff, who leads product strategy and execution at Tradeport. And Tradeport is the primary network and data platform for the European wholesale and energy markets. So thanks for joining us today, Andreas. Thanks for having me, Matt. Thanks so for having we're going to discuss ideas and your thoughts around uh, chats, chatbots, large language models, and how you see things evolving in this super fast-moving space. So Trayport is obviously moved, uh, used in energy and commodities markets, but what chat platforms do you generally see your customers using? Yeah, so we service um, traders, brokers, and exchanges. They obviously need to interact with each other for the uh, the trading activities that they're doing. So I see basically two main categories. There are the industry solutions. So out of the financial and commodities trading industry, you have chat pl- platforms from uh, Bloomberg, Refinitiv, IceChat, Symphony, um, and they are really aimed at that specific use case of uh, interactions between uh, trading firms and, and counterparties. But you also see a lot of usage on your traditional consumer type applications. So just because everyone has access to them and all you need is the the other person's phone number, it's very convenient for people to get started just chatting to each other on WhatsApp or WeChat in Asia. Uh, some people use Telegram. And yeah, I think it's it's a big mix of, of multiple systems that the, the traders and brokers um, are using today. And if you want access to as many people as possible, you probably need to use multiple of these. So if I'm a broker, for example, then I've got all those different chat platforms you went through. Maybe one broker might have all of those chat platforms or a subset of them. But is is there very much like a proliferation of chat? And is that do you think that's a problem for brokers or traders who, who've got you know limited screen real estate anyway? Um, how how can they um, be able to, to to give the right amount of that screen real estate to the right chats, or do they have to just have them all up with lots of notifications blasting away? Yeah, I think there's some of that. Um, what you often see is that de facto defaults established in certain subsections of the market. Um, so you may have one particular platform that's very common in uh, in one asset class and then a different asset class it's a different platform but yeah especially for brokers they want to be accessible and available to as many counterparties as possible so they will often have multiple of these platforms up and running on their desktops and they have to switch between them and yeah the challenge is not just switching between applications but even within a single application you sometimes have dozens of chat windows open and I imagine it's it's a bit of a challenge for for any broker uh, or trader to just remember where all my chat windows are and who I still need to reply to. And historically, commodities markets have been very um, chat-driven, voice-driven, and not quite as electronified as some of the financial markets, you know, in equities and, and other areas like that. Because we've seen, obviously, the rise of ChatGPT a year ago now, everyone's starting to 
have a look at how how can they think about their own chat strategies? How can they incorporate something like the power of chat GPT into what they're doing? Have you seen a lot more interest around automating these voice and chat workflows you know, using AI and, and large language models and so on? What what have you seen with your customers and what are you seeing you know, within your own company? Yeah, we see a pretty wide spread of what what people are trying and what they'd like to do. I think on the on the most advanced uh, scale, you have people thinking, "Oh, we can just have ChatGPT do the whole trading for us, right? It can just be a chatbot and it <clears throat> understands what everyone wants and just replies automatically." I think we are still fair way off uh that being being a realistic use case so i think an important step to adopting some of these technologies is just understanding what they're good at and what their limitations are Um, what we find they can be really good at is extracting information so if you have natural language like a chat history um, llms and chat style systems can be really good at identifying what the conversation was about and extracting information like what price, what quantity, which contract they were talking about. If they're instructed well, I think these types of systems are already uh, pretty good at that. They are not 100% reliable. So I think something that we find and a lot of our customers say is, um, we're looking for solutions that have a human in the loop. Um, so you don't want a system that is working off of probabilities and sometimes goes down the wrong path. You don't want that to be fully autonomous in your trading lifecycle um, at this point. So what you want rather is something that still has a step where a human decides, well, that information that you extracted, do I agree with your assessment of that so it can speed up that process a lot but you still have the human to to just do the quality uh, check at the end and equally on the on the automation side if the system does a recommendation of hey you should respond to this uh, quote request with these quotes you still want to step in the middle where the human can decide is that really what the person asked for and are those prices the ones that I should be showing, and, and also the human in a lot of cases is a is a regulated person, so it, right. it also um, makes that process of rolling out these type of technologies um, slightly easier than if you're you know handing everything over to a black box, which then is difficult then to prove to a regulator if you have to justify a decision that it that may have may have made. Absolutely. So, so in terms of, I mean, you're the chief product officer at Tradeport, so you've seen all of these technologies and I'm sure you've played around with it in your personal time like everyone has, but in terms of what you're doing um, inside Tradeport and utilising AI, how, how did you go about thinking about an AI strategy and um, having the, the, the data that you can use and having the, the integrations to be able to plug things across chat into Tradeport and so on? How are you thinking about that at the moment, and and are you are you progressing those ideas into to get things in front of customers? Yes, we do. 
the way we approach it is always with the the customer mindset and customer problem first, right? So we we don't look at it as we need to get a new technology out into the world, but we look at it in terms of what our clients' problems that we can solve uh, with these new capabilities. So the way we approach it, we do a lot of prototyping, we do a lot of um, exploration. Um, so we try out different models. We've, we've um, probably used the GPT model from OpenAI the most uh, in our explorations. And then we work really closely with a few select customers who are keen uh, to, to explore that with us. So that way we can make sure that every iteration we do, every idea we bring in has that customer feedback on it. So um, we go, we don't go down the wrong path uh, imagining what people's problems are, but we get the, the direct feedback from customers of what they find valuable and problems that they see. So part of part of the whole human in the loop thing, that's direct uh, learning from customers where basically everyone we speak to wants that and needs that. And why did you choose to use OpenAI? Was, was that because it was easy to access through Azure or just because it was the, 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 the main um, model that people are playing with? It's a combination of both, right? Uh, one benefit that you get is that you probably have used ChatGPT. Um, so you have a, at least a starting point of understanding what, what the model is capable of and where it falls down. So that is really helpful to get started because you can already kind of tell which use cases you, you want to try it with. Um, we do use it through <clears throat> Microsoft Azure. <clears throat> we do use it through Microsoft Azure. Um, so that ensures that we can use it in a private instance. So the data that we put in is not being used for any sort of training, is not leaking to any third parties. That's really important to us and our customers. Um, and we're also very, very careful with the data we put in for testing. So rather than putting customer data in, we generate some example data um, of our own um, because we need customers to agree to any any of such use cases um, before we put their real information in. And how, how do you see the, the use of, so obviously there's people like yourselves bringing out these new new solutions to old problems um, where there's a lot of manual processes flying around and things like a large language model can extract and capture price information or trade information and help that integrate or help that process of integrating into your existing platform, for example. How, how do you see the, the use cases of large language models as we go forward through 2024? Because there's, there's some... We're talking very specifically about chat here, but the other side is obviously data and summarizing data, querying data very quickly. What, how do you see kind of the industry looking at things as we go forward another year, another year ahead? Yeah, I think these LLMs will increasingly be, be used um, to capture and store the, the structured information from your chat messages. Right? Sometimes it still takes a... Um, a brilliant trader to remember that uh, 
that exact chat where someone was requesting uh, a price on a, on a particular contract um, a week and a half ago. And you need to keep that in your mind at, at the moment with the, with the current chat systems. Right? What you're going to see is that you can just ask the system, hey, this is the contract I'm uh, now looking at a counterparty on. Who was talking about this? Um, or who was talking about related contracts or who who was generally in the market to to sell uh, that asset that asset so extracting that information making it searchable um, doing some analytics on it as well um, so that you can get an idea of um, <clears throat> how overall um, maybe buyers and sellers um, come in and drop out over a period of time so that's really really a big use case that in the next few years i think will really take off making that information uh, more accessible more searchable the other thing is around automation so i think we'll see more sort of recommender um, solutions where in the same way that um, your your internal chat application may give you a few uh, options to pick from to auto-respond. I think we'll see much smarter versions of that that can really be tailored to the financial use case where the system understands the context of what you're talking about in that chat and it can pop up suggestions that are really, really targeted at that. And that can inf include information uh, from other parts of the system. So we have the trading platform uh, on, on Tradeboard, of course. People already have a, a bit of functionality there. They can right-click on a, a grid and copy to Instant Messenger. So that makes it easy for them to just get the price as it is on the system right now and, and uh, put it into messaging platforms. But there's a lot more information, uh, a lot more automation uh, that we can offer to our customers by just understanding what are those chat conversations about and what are suitable things to ingest in that. And, and are you agnostic as to what chat your customers are using? We are agnostic to the chat that customers are using. Um, I think what you may see is that we will f look for solutions that we can embed into, into the TradePod screen because we believe that the closer the integration is between your your electronic trading and your chat platform, the better the user experience is going to be. Yeah, definitely. It's all about less less clicks and copy pasting, which makes That's the whole right. process more efficient. Great. Okay, Andreas Hoff, thank you very much. Thank you, Matt.